Hey guys, um, I'm really sorry that it's been so long, but welcome back to another episode of Ugly. I've never even called it that, like, on the podcast episode, but whatever. I also have a cold because I've just come back from New York. I think it's from the plane, it's not COVID. But I wanted to do an episode today on mental health because that's something that I've personally been struggling with for quite a while. Um, And there aren't many resources out there that can kind of resonate with a teenage girl, teenage boy, the kind of age category that I'm in. So I kind of wanted to make this episode so that there is one. Um, And I hope that it helps. So let's get into it. As I said at the beginning, I wanted these podcast episodes to kind of be quite uplifting and happy and somewhere where it's kind of giving you comfort. Um, However, on this episode, I'm going to be completely like brutally honest and clear and true with you guys because there's no point me sitting here behind a phone recording lies and trying to shield the truth like social media kind of does I have depression I've been on antidepressants for a little bit now I get anxiety sometimes and stuff like that and of my age of course I'm still at school and when you're at school whether you're getting help from parents or teachers I've always kind of been told it's just your age. Everybody's going through it. You know, it's just stress. You'll be fine in a few months. Just wait a little bit. Do your work. You'll feel better. But it's not that. Because if you remove yourself from that situation, if you're feeling the same and you, you still feel that, then obviously there's an underlying reason that's not just school. Because I hate that excuse that it's just your age. I want to kind of talk about my personal experiences and how I've kind of, like, grown. I mean, I don't even take my own advice. Um but kind of how I feel, because I feel as it might give comfort. I know that there's been people who have DM'd me, some lovely, lovely people, and said that it's really helped for me to be able to relate to them and stuff like that. So that's what I'm going to kind of do. Um, With my mental health, it kind of deteriorated from, I would say, not bad, but when I was in a competitive sport, I couldn't deal with the competitiveness. And then afterwards when I my body was changing as it does because you're a teenage girl you know you're growing you're ever changing stuff like that that's when I kind of started to dislike myself a little bit more and everything like that when I got to sixth form I then it wasn't the workload or anything like that I just genuinely wasn't happy and there wasn't like a solid reason for it either because I have a great life. I love my family. I have great experiences, opportunities and stuff like that. So then I put myself down because I'm like, why do I feel this way? Why am I being so negative when I'm so privileged? When I have a perfect life, you know, I'm healthy. I'm, I have a great family, whatever like that. And then I beat myself up because I'm like, God, you aren't worthy of being down. You have you have everything you could ever want why are you being so selfish and being so negative like just cheer up but it's not as simple as that I like many other people will have like episodes for example I'll be really happy for like a couple weeks like a month or two and stuff like that like I'll be ecstatic but sometimes it can be a lot less than that I can be very happy for like a day or two and that'll be it and then I'll have an episode of like two to three weeks where I'm just really really down And my thing is that I, one, forget my successes. And in terms of that, I forget all that I've achieved, all that I've overcome and stuff like that. And then I start to kind of 
pick myself apart by the concept of comparison. For example, I'll compare what another 17-year-old is doing in, in even a different country, what they're achieving. And then because I haven't got to that great level, I then really belittle myself and I bully myself. And if you said that out loud to somebody in the street, Jesus Christ, that would be horrible. That would be genuinely horrific. It'd be like mentally abusing someone. But because you're doing it to yourself, you don't realise that it's bad. Like if you looked in the mirror and you know, you're like, oh, I don't like what I see. You wouldn't say that out loud to somebody else, would you? So why are you saying it to yourself? And it's because you don't think it's bad. You think that you can genuinely just bully yourself in your head because it's all right, no one will ever know. It'll never be said out loud. But it's it's hard for me to just be like, you need to stop doing that. Because you're never just gonna sit and listen to me and be like, oh my God, she just said stop listening to that so my problems are all solved. No, that's not how it works. It's more about genuinely believing that what you're doing is horrible and I never even thought that I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like god you are such a failure all these horrible nasty things and then I'd get so upset and I'd be like why am I so upset and I'd realize like Jesus I wouldn't say that to anyone I wouldn't want anybody to say that to me so why am I doing it to myself I'm also the type of person to when I am down I don't ever really seek help because I feel as if I don't want to put all my problems onto somebody else. For example, I don't, sometimes I won't want to talk to my mum about something because I don't want to make her negative. I don't want to put my burden on other people. And that's a horrible way of thinking because then you are genuinely just building up little, like a little Jenga pile of insults and nasty things you've been thinking in your head to yourself. And it's going to build up and it's going to fall one day and it's going to be horrific. You're going to have to pick up all the pieces again if you can. That's if you can. However, if you start speaking to somebody, whether it be a friend that you trust, who you know is going to keep this between you, who you know is genuinely going to listen, finding someone that listens to you is an incredible thing. Whether you have or you haven't yet, it's great. Could be a parent, could be a sibling, it could be a therapist. If you, if you really want somebody to genuinely listen to you, if, you, if that uh, option is available to you, that's great. Talking to people is good as long as you're getting the right response. For example, I once was speaking about all my problems and stuff like that. However, if it's not kind of reciprocated and it's not kind of comforting by the other person, then it makes you feel pointless. You know, there's there's hotlines and stuff like that which you can text for mental health, and I did once. And of course, I know they're busy, but they took like, what, four hours to respond? And by that time, I just had to go to sleep I had to literally cry myself to sleep because I was like, no one's going to answer stuff like that. And I think in that hour was like the lowest I've ever been. And it was horrible. But finding those people that you can talk to, you know, trial it out. You know, you might think, oh, I can't speak to my mum about this. I can't speak to my dad about this. Try. Because you never know. You don't know what people have been through. You don't know whether they can relate or they can give advice or something like that. Because it could be really helpful and it's just really good for people to know that you're not doing very well. Because I always think that how you're doing is not an excuse for, say, actions you take. But it kind of it, it explains it. It explains it. It's really hard to kind of pinpoint why you're sad. And it's different to different people. You know, it might be, say, um, you might not feel pretty. Therefore, you feel a bit down. You might, you know, you might have done bad at school. And then you're a little tiny bit down and then that kind of spirals. 
However, sometimes you just can't pinpoint it. Sometimes you're just sad and you can't help that. There are, of course, some things that you can do to get better. You could go on medication if you really would like, or you can find comfort in things. You can try all things out. I always kind of talk about, I'm really passionate about film. You could find the beauty in finding a passion for film, finding a passion for fashion, because I'm a poet. Find a passion for books, plays, go to theatre, collecting Funko Pops, which I love doing. Whatever. Whatever makes you happy is so incredibly important because you're the only person you're going to spend the rest of your life with and you may as well spend it happy. Whenever I'm down, or recently I've found myself lying to myself in a sense that I lie to myself that I'm okay. In January, it was possibly the best I've ever been mentally, ever. Like I was... I was really working on myself, I was working on future goals, I was writing in my journal, I was going to the cafe to do work and stuff like that. And at some point in February, it kind of just spiralled back down to where like, I'll have days where I'm quite happy, or even hours. And then as soon as I'm alone, and as soon as I isolate myself, I'm back to being really sad again. And it's really hard because maybe I convince myself that I am the type of person that doesn't need friends. Therefore, when I isolate myself, I feel really down because I'm alone, because I'm alone with my thoughts and I'm letting myself get to myself, if you know what I mean. I wanted to bring up the book, My Year of Rest and Relaxation, not necessarily for the content of the book, because, you know, I don't know whether you think she's a good person or not, but the title, Rest and Relaxation. When I get down, I like to kind of rest and relax if you know what I mean, I like to stay in my bed, I like to watch TV shows, films, read a book, but I've been mentally drained, I've been a read block for the past month or so, I haven't been able to read anything. So I've just been trying to relax and rest in my bed. However, I beat myself up, because when I'm relaxing in my bed, not doing anything, taking time to recharge and, you know, possibly work on my mental health, I'm beating myself up because I'm not doing anything. How does that work? When you're trying to recharge, yeah, I'm like, God, you're so lazy. You're not doing anything. You're not achieving anything. You're letting other people get ahead. You're not being successful, whatever like that. And that, that stuff's going through my brain. Therefore, I'm kind of like anxious and on edge when I'm trying to relax because I'm like, God, you're not doing anything. Because I'm not letting myself relax. And that's the thing. If you have been down, genuinely let yourself rest. And that means no phone, no contact with anybody outside of your immediate home. If you want to, you can. That might help you. Just stay with a book and a film or a TV show or something like that. And just relax. Just be calm. And it's hard. Again, one of those things where it's like, oh, problem solved but it works. I suppose I haven't necessarily hit rock bottom mentally right now, but I think I have in the past few weeks, and it's hard to say because it's I don't want to believe it, if you know what I mean. You know, I went to New York and I was incredibly happy, and then as soon as I came home, I was like, oh God, back to the little place where I've kind of found myself being sad, if you know what I mean. And it's hard because it's really hard to convince yourself to be happy in a place that seems so negative. And I saw a really, really nice thing where it was like, 
laugh in the places that you've cried to change your narrative. And I love that because my room has always kind of been my sanctuary. However, my room has also been somewhere where I've gone to hide, gone to kind of roll up in a little ball and leave everyone and shut everyone out and completely ruin myself and kind of just dig at myself. And this is a quite negative episode, but I want to be able to show that, like, you're not alone because there are no resources out there of a teenage girl going through this. It's not niche subject, but you know what I mean? It's quite a niche kind of whatever. And it's hard. And what I want to talk about is what to do after you get mental health advice because it's like, it's great me telling you all this and me relating to you all this and giving you advice, but what are you going to do after you leave this podcast episode? I want you to, after leaving this episode, if you've even come this far and you've listened to this way, I want you to kind of leave and find a passion. Rest and relax, first of all, if you're in a mental block from anything. Genuinely just sit back and relax. Find yourself a book. I've only kind of got into books, say, I don't know, October time. And it took a while to kind of find my favourite genre, if you know what I mean, my kind of books. Trial books, find out what ones you like, find your favourite book, because that's honestly beautiful. Find a passion for something. It could be painting, drawing, it could be collecting stuff, it could be reorganising your room, films, fashion, shoes, I don't know, whatever. Find something that genuinely wakes you up in the morning and you feel excited. Something that doesn't feel like a chore. Because when you get sad, sometimes things that you used to love feel like a chore. But you need to find something that genuinely makes you smile and makes you happy. That you come back from school and you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this because I've had a bad day and that's going to cheer me up. I really want you guys to... Oh my god, I'm like getting emotional. I really want you guys to be able to see that you're a really, really valued human being that you're genuinely so incredibly worthy of whatever dreams you have, whether they're so wild and so seemingly far away, whether, you know, you want to become an actress, become a model, you can become that. And I want you to see that. I want you to see how incredibly beautiful you are, no matter what standard of beauty you have in your head. I want you to genuinely love yourself and I wish you all the happiness in the world because that's what you deserve and that's what you should be doing I love you so much I also hope that you don't ever ever be made to feel bad by your own personal decisions if you don't want to be friends with somebody because they're bringing you down don't let them make you feel guilty for it if you're in a relationship and it's not serving you anymore it's not it's not making you feel happy it's not allowing you to be you then cut it off It's hard, it's really hard, but don't allow it to kind of just sit there and kind of simmer because it's just going to make you feel worse. I hope that nobody ever makes you feel any less than how incredible you are and I hope that one day you do truly see that. I really hope this podcast episode helped and I'm really sorry that it was so negative but I thought that one day I wanted to do this episode and I thought I may as well do it now, I may as well get it out of the way. Um, Please let me know if it helped you, if you wanted me to talk about anything else. Um, I'm sending so much love, Um, I love you so much, thank you for listening, thank you, bye!